Hello, uh, this is Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director of Meetings Today. And welcome to our new Wednesday rap feature uh, we're doing here. No, it's not like a hip-hop rap, um, and it's really not the end of the week, so I guess it shouldn't be a rap, but... Uh, what the heck it's hump day we're halfway uh, through here so let's uh, talk about some of the stuff we've been uh, noticing um, in the news and on our website and what we've been covering um, and first of all um, one really interesting um, thing um, a story I just published um, was about um, how San Francisco is uh, helping to uh, combat its uh, street problem and it's no secret I live here in town um, for 30 years I wouldn't trade it for the world but we've always had a um, an issue with um, with with homeless people um, which is uh, quite the great tragedy um, you know a lot of people are not there through their own fault um, you know we live in the, probably about the most expensive city in the world um, so there's uh, people who are economically disadvantaged who are forced to live on the street but then there's also a, a lot of addiction people with addiction problems and uh, and mental illness unfortunately um, I, I like to uh, think that we're a compassionate city the city of st. Francis after all so um, we try to uh, help those people and not uh, maybe move them along like some other cities, but um, the result a lot of times is pretty quite shocking for people who, who come in here, especially for meetings um, and events. Um, and um, as a result of sort of a sketchy street scene uh, in such a small, compact city, um, a major convention, uh, pharma uh, convention, the American Anesthesiology Society canceled in uh, last July 2018. Um, moved on um, along with uh, what it was estimated at $40 million worth of business. Um, and, you know, that's uh, was not good for the city, of course. And it is a tier one city, a very in-demand city. Um, you know, I guess maybe like other cities, you can we can afford to lose a piece of business like that. Um, but the thing that impressed me was uh, the head of the CVB, Joe D'Alessandro, um, came right out and didn't try to spin the situation and really did tell everyone, you know what, um, we do have an unfortunate problem on our streets here in San Francisco um, and we are addressing it. Um, we didn't try to blame anyone, didn't try to sweep anything under the carpet. Um, so I, my, my hat was off to him. Um, and then a little later, I had the opportunity to take quite an interesting press trip to one of these, uh, one of the areas that is the most sort of addled in town of the Tenderloin District. Um, you know, a lot of times in these big cities, a lot of people get pushed to one area, one or two areas where they be, tend to be concentrated. And I think maybe the cities have a strategy of keeping all of the sort of uh, problem, uh, they're you know, sweeping these problems into one area 
um, where they where visitors maybe not may not see them, or uh, the townsfolk, the upstanding townsfolk uh, will not have to associate with uh, the so-called uh, riffraff, I guess, of society. Um, unfortunately, um, but San Francisco is a very small, compact town. Moscone Center, the main convention center, is mere blocks from some of these areas. Um, so anyway, getting back to my press trip to the Tenderloin. We went down there and um, nothing was, you know, uh, the uh, high, the, um, the, uh, the Hilton Union Square helped organize it. Joe Licata there is an amazing person who's very hooked into the community and helping out that community. And no one tried to hide anything, which was great. Um, you're, I walked down there a million times, you know, having lived here for 30 years, and you'll see people with any great deal of major issues. Um, People maybe with uh, you know schizophrenia. A lot of times there's uh, you know the people are very heavy drug addiction problems, alcohol addiction problems. Um, all that was there. Um, so, but also what was there were some quite interesting new businesses popping up. A lot of times um, in some of these areas, and, and the tenderloin is certainly no exception. Is really exemplary for this is that a lot of times uh, immigrants, especially to our country, that's where the first step on the ladder is some of these sort of um, uh, transitional areas. And indeed, we met um, the owner of, uh, uh, from he was from Somalia and basically forced out of there for you know the horrific uh, political uh, situation there um, and humanitarian crisis a number of years ago, even before the most recent. Um, but you know, he had uh, opened up a Somali uh, restaurant there. Some wonderful food. I've never had Somali food before. Uh, tremendous and just a wonderful, beautiful person with his family there. Um, you know, walking up the street, there was a new uh, the Black Cat uh, Lounge with some of the most amazing cocktail craft cocktails I've ever seen anywhere. And I've been doing this for a while. And you know, as a lot of you folks out there in hospitality uh, industry land, you know, you, you've seen a about every kind of uh, craft cocktail that maybe uh, has been uh, uh, made under the sun. Well, here's some really interesting new ones. Um, and then downstairs here, they, they had um, at the Black Cat, oh, they have a jazz bar um, with some of the great young players in town. I mean, they're supporting the jazz scene. I mean, it's like, you know, you can probably in any big city, you can go to an upscale jazz place and, and spend a bunch of money on uh, fancy drinks and uh, in your fancy clothes but uh you know here is a place where there's really like a vibe going on um and there's young players on the scene here you know getting their uh get playing you know getting their chops down um so there's like really there's nothing like like a scene like that and you catch that i think in some of these transitional areas there was also an interesting place called onsen which was a, a cross between a japanese tea house and they actually have uh, saunas and communal bathing areas which was just amazing i mean who would ever think of that um you know fantastic sake bar tea 
Um, I met the owner of that, and he's like a young guy and his wife, and they're like, we can't afford to be anywhere else in, in San Francisco, so we're, we sat up here with this. Um, a great Thai restaurant called La Pat's, family-owned. Um, you know, it's especially, it's a hard sell. I, I, I knew it was a hard sell when I went on this press trip, and after, and I, I wrestled with how am I going to present this to our audience. I mean, I'm not going to just send, uh, you know, the you know uh, the Acme uh, convention down to the Tenderloin and say it's the greatest place on earth and there's no problems. But um, you know, on the other hand, a lot of times these conventions they'll have maybe younger uh, demographics, but I'm more on the adventurous side that want to go explore these sort of transitional places. Uh, people want to see the new thing that's happening, and so that all that kind of converged with that convention um, that canceled out or moved on from San Francisco. So I really thought, okay. I'm going to package both these things together, and what the heck, let's make it a cover story. So uh, look for that in, uh, in March. Um, it'll be out, uh, should be out anytime. We have it available on meetingstoday.com, so you can see my story. We just uh, put that up a couple days ago, along with that sidebar on the press trip. Um, so I hope you enjoy that. We interviewed uh, uh, Joe D'Alessandro at the CVB and some other folks in the city who are trying to uh, really lead with compassion to uh, help alleviate some of the misery on the streets through innovative uh, programs um, that help people who are able to get on their street, get on their feet, and uh, start working their way up, uh, up the ladder in our society um, through different hospitality industry programs especially which is a whole other issue I've always been fascinated with um, which we'll have to talk about at another time so and then getting on moving on it's not all about me and my story uh, this this first inaugural sailing of our Wednesday wrap um, but um, one very interesting story package we put out last Friday was our Friday with Joan um, uh, newsletter which is all kind of leading up to our coverage for um, International Women's Day which is on uh, Friday coming up here um, at the end of the week um, so she wrote about uh, you know in her usual thoughtful self very contemplative sometimes you know she's uh, will include the opinions uh, that maybe are a little controversial or maybe a little outside the box uh, but she brings everyone to the table um, and I'm, I always learn something from her um, from her blogs and her stories which I'm fortunate enough to uh, to edit and hopefully uh, not uh, not ruin through my editing hand but um, you know some of the major topics that she talked to was um, you know how women in the hospitality industry and you know this is true throughout society um, you know the, uh, they are all conditioned not to 
be aggressive. Um, so she talks to women who have been successful and what their take is on that. And uh, very importantly, how their take on mentoring, how they've mentored others and how they've been mentored, whether be it be by women or men throughout their career, and maybe some of the different styles of mentoring that uh, women and men um, have uh, with each other. And I got to say, it's thought-provoking. And, uh, you know, it's not all sort of singing from the same hymnal book, uh, so to speak. Uh, there's some sort of challenging experiences people have had, positive, negative, on all sides of the issue. Positive and negative experiences with male and female mentors. Really quite interesting. And I, I really would uh, suggest you go to uh, meetingstoday.com and check it out. It's in our number one spot um, on our website right now um, with a uh, neat graphic uh, that says mentoring. So you can check that out. Um, and then also um, stay tuned for um, this Thursday um, with our e newsletter. We're going to feature a lot of uh, stories um, regarding International Women's Day um, as we started, uh, as we did last year for the first time. So still wrapping some of those up. Got a couple uh, ready to go. Um, and so we hope you'll enjoy that. Um, and and I'm going to get back uh, to put my editing hat back on and get back to work. Someone's got to handle all this stuff. Uh, so uh, I guess that's me and uh, our wonderful fellow editors and, and designers and, and everyone else here at Meetings Today. So uh, I will bid you adieu for today. Mm -hmm.